This is Shi'ar Jeshub, a Bible study program coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut, and featuring the teaching ministry of Pastor Greg Scalzo. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today we will be concluding a sermon in my husband's series on heavenly authority. Pastor has been going through an overview of the gifts and offices of the Holy Spirit in the church. And when we left off, having studied chapter 12 in 1 Corinthians, he was reading Paul's beautiful discourse in chapter 13 on the more excellent way of love. Before we rejoin Pastor Greg, I want to tell you about a special date coming up. On Saturday, September 22nd, Pastor Greg will be at an author and book fair event at the Milford, Connecticut, Barnes & Noble. Pastor will be featuring his award-winning book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, 30 Bible Lessons to Effective Prayer That Will Change Your Life. So come out and say hi. We would love to meet the listeners in our radio family. Pastor Greg will be there between 12 p.m. and 4 p.m. The address is the Barnes & Noble at 1375 Boston Post Road, Milford, Connecticut, and the date again is September 22nd. Here now is Pastor Greg Scalzo. Love thinks no evil. Love thinks no evil, keeps no account of evil. Six does not rejoice in iniquity and unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. Verse 7, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things. Hope is part of love. Endures all things. You can't endure unless you hope. Love never fails. But whether there are prophecies, they will fail. They'll stop. Whether there are tongues, they will cease. Whether there is knowledge, it will vanish away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect has come, then that which is in part will be done away. When I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see in a mirror dimly it's a little foggy, the mirror. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three, but the greatest of these is love. The perfect, the complete. What is he speaking about here? Then face to face, now I see cloudly in a mirror. Is he speaking about just a few decades later when the Bible would be complete? I don't believe so. Doesn't agree with everything that's going on here. He's speaking about what we read about in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 2. Beloved, now we are children of God, and it has not yet been revealed. We know only in part. What we shall be, but we know that when he, Jesus, is revealed, we shall be like him.
but we shall see him as he is. We're going to see him face to face. The perfect will come. We will be changed. These mortal bodies will be changed into glorified bodies. The sin that clouds us will be taken away. And we'll see him as he is and we'll see ourselves as we should be. In verse 3, and everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he, Jesus, is pure. That's the perfect that we long for. When that happens, when the kingdom of God comes in power and great glory, when there's a new heaven and new earth, it'll be one tongue. We won't need tongues and interpretation of tongues. We won't need prophecy. The Holy Spirit will be shouting out inside of us that which the Father proclaims around us. We will know the mysteries of God. All these things will pass away. All these gifts that are so necessary now for the church will not be needed then, so don't be puffed up in them because the only thing that's really going to remain and everything that lasts on to eternity comes from faith, hope, and love. Now abide faith, hope, and love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. They last. Anything done by faith, hope, and love lasts on to eternity. The tools are temporary. The house that's being built is eternal. And the problem in Pentecostal churches is getting so caught up in the tools, we forget the house of love of the kingdom of God we're supposed to be building. It all puts these gifts and offices and workings in proper perspective. But does that mean that we don't need the gifts today? Is Paul saying that? When he says, I'll show you a more excellent way. No, because what's the very next verse in 14.1? Pursue love, right? And what? And desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. He wants them to have the revelation of God's word. He wants God to speak to them right here, right now. So the gift of prophecy is extremely important in the church. Everything he said does not nullify the fact that they ought to seek the spiritual gifts, but just have the right understanding of why you need the gifts. Desire, the NIV says, eagerly desire spiritual gifts. Desire these tools to build the great spiritual house of God's love and his kingdom. One last thing before we leave. And by the way, that's a command, right? Pursue love is a command and desire spiritual gifts. Two commands. One last thing before we leave. In speaking about the measure of faith God has dealt or bestowed upon us from Romans chapter 12, verse 3, take a quick moment to look back in Luke chapter 17. And the apostles in verse 5, Luke 17, verse 5, and the apostles said to the Lord, increase our faith. So the Lord said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be pulled up by the roots and be planted in the sea, and it would obey you. Wow. What power available to the disciples. They can speak to a tree and it would be pulled up and planted in the sea if you have faith. But then he goes on, right? Verse 7. And which of you having a servant plowing or tending sheep? So they're working away, right? will say to him when he has come in from the field, 
Come at once and sit down to eat. But will he not rather say to him, Prepare something for my supper, and gird yourself, and serve me, till I have eaten and drunk, and afterward you will eat and drink? Does he thank that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not. So likewise you, when you have done all those things which you are commanded, say, we are unprofitable servants. We have done what was our duty to do. Which of you having a servant? You hire a person, you're paying the money. We see this with some of our customers, right? When they have these wealthy homes and they hire people or they hire us, they expect us to do what they paid us to do, right? Now, the Lord, we know the heart of the Lord, right? In the Last Supper, what does he do? He gets up and he serves, right? The one that's the teacher, the master serves, he washes their feet. But he's given them an example from everyday life. When you have a servant, the servant is being paid. They tend the sheep, come in, and, you know, make the meal that you're being paid to make. And then when everything's done, then you can, you can eat what you have to eat. And he's given them a point here. They're asking him what? Increase our faith, right? And a lot of times people want to have an increased faith because they like to see that mulberry tree picked up and replant in the ocean. Everyone goes, wow, look what they can do, right? Think of what the apostles did. Dead people were raised up, right? Lame people walked, blind people saw. A lot of people like Simon the sorcerer would like to have faith like that for the power. And Jesus here is going to the motivation again. The gifts, when you ask the Lord to increase your faith so that results can happen, what is the purpose? You are a servant. We are servants to do what he's commanded us to do. And once it's done, we don't puff ourselves up. We say we are unprofitable servants. We have done what our duty was to do. That's the purpose when you pray for increased faith. That's the purpose of the gifts. That is the purpose of the office, to serve, to serve. The attitude we should have, we need increased faith. The church needs to go forward. It's not to boast. It is to serve, to eagerly desire the best gifts, which we are called to do for service, for ministry, to reach out, to do what the Lord has commanded us to do, not to satisfy our egos. And that's the trap some have fallen into. Rather, we have to say we are unprofitable servants, not for our selfish purposes. Now, if you're in service, if you're in service, the gifts will help you, right? As you serve, you can believe for healings. You can believe for revelation. You can believe for solutions. You can believe for an abundance to do that which you're called to do because you're a servant, and God wants to help you as his servant do what is necessary, and he cares for you individually. So you are benefited by the increased faith, but the purpose of that faith is for the service of the body of Christ, including yourself, not to raise up your ego it is your, what does he say here? It is your duty. We have done what was our duty to do. For when you pray for such faith and God blesses you and you receive, remember, to whom much is given, much is required.
Heavenly Father, we pray and we ask, Lord God, that we would have a clear, sober, sane understanding of your offices and your workings, of the power of your faith that you will measure, that you will give to your believers for service. That we are indeed unprofitable servants and we should never be boastful or prideful in that which you have given us. But Father, we should think soberly, pray earnestly for the best you have, and serve you with all our hearts and our souls and our minds and our strength, because this is our duty in your sight. We thank you, Father, that you have chosen to use us, that you have picked us up and washed us off, and it is to your joy that each of your servants have a part in building this house of the kingdom. We thank you, Father, that you have thought so much of us. Help us, Father, to think about you and to do all these things righteously. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Come out and meet Pastor Greg Scalzo at the Barnes & Noble in the Milford Crossing Plaza in Milford, Connecticut, on Saturday, September 22nd. Pastor will be at this author event from 12 p.m. to 4 p.m. Information about this event and about his book, The Nature and Power of Prayer, is on his website at pastorgregscalzo.com, and we've linked to it at shiarjashub.org. On shiarjashub.org, you will also find a library of our radio programs, information about our church, and our new blog feature. Please join us next time for Shi'ar Jashub.